Peace. Welcome to the Light Bulb Blessings Podcast, where we build with professional leaders who share their organic life lessons. I'm your host, Teal Clay. My mission is to leverage and extract intellectual perspective, thought-provoking conversation, and real light bulb moment experiences to help others reflect, develop, and grow as people. These lessons are inspired by the priceless moments in life we use to connect the dots and propel ourselves forward along our journey. It's time to turn on the lamp and shine light. Hey, peace, love, and light. T.O. Clay, light bulb lessons. We back in here. Big, huge smile on my face. I got a great brother with me tonight, man. Hey, and, and, and we keep it a buck. We keep it 100. Hey, we already been chopping for about 30, 40 minutes and man, God is so good. And we got to that point. I said, man, hey, listen, man, hey, we, we rolling with it, man, because again, man, th- these are those organic light lessons, man, that that the vision has always been about, man. When we talk about light, we talk about love, we talk about intellect, we talk about greatness, we talk about health, and we talk about truth. And and again, it's it's in the midst. Uh, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. I got my good brother with me tonight, brother Maurice Thomas, man, AKA big Mo, uh, representing Louisville. Yeah. Uh, man, how you feeling tonight, bro? How you feeling, bro? Man, I, I tell people all the time, I won't complain because for one complaining doesn't change nothing, but your blood pressure. That's it. No That's doubt. Good. I keep moving, bro. I That's good, moving. man. I see you on your shirt, man. Your shirt say about that life, man. So about, it, I'm about it's that one life. of my church shirts. Uh, it's words called Word of Life Ministry, and so yeah. my uh my pastor from the hood, but anointed, but he pre- preacher teacher, and so we it's one of our church shirts. We about that life because we lifers. That's dope. So I even when it, I tell man. somebody I love you, I don't say I love you to death. I say I love you to life. Love you to life. Come on, man. That's so, powerful. Yes. You, you, you teaching, bro. So, like I said, man, you from Louisville, man. And where you at currently now, bro? Where you resting at nowadays? So, so your boy is currently right now located in Knoxville, Tennessee, That's uh, by, by way of Louisville, Kentucky. But uh, speaking of, so I'm, I'm a growing speaker, inspirational speaker. And the okay. thing that I love giving is hope. We all understand that hope stands for helping one person every day. And so, but my biggest thing is being authentic and giving a message of uh, um, your identity, especially right. your identity in Christ. So I had to deal with a coach that said, Maurice, what, what does the S stand for in your name? And I was like, well, don't nobody know my name. Mm-hmm. I go by Big Mo, I go by Maurice. She said, well, but you speak about uh, uh, being authentic and about people's identity, but you're not truly sharing your identity. And I was like, so... My name is Sharon. My yeah. Name is Sharon. And so I've heard that name for over 30 years. Even the high school didn't know my real name. I wow. hear that name because of an identity issue. People even said it looks like a girl name, spelled like a girl name. They pronounced it like a girl name. And I didn't want that, that stigma on me. So That's I right. hate Sharon. But now that I've, I've learned to embrace who I am authentically, now I tell people all the time, I am Sharon Thomas, a.k.a. Big Mo, because I bring a message of empowerment everywhere I go. And see, even with the message of empowerment, those words are, are Mo. So Mo is not just 
what I do most is who I am. I am a message of empowerment. I bring a message of empowerment. So, man, that's just being me trying to be authentic, bro. Hey, bro, that's powerful, bro. Golly. Hey, that, again, man, hey, big, big love to you on that, man, because, hey, I, I'm inspired, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just just in those words you just said, break break that that mold down one more time for the people. What's, so, what's that mold stand for? A lot of people used to call me mold because it's short for Maurice, which Maurice is my villain name. One right. of my mentors first said that mold stood for a man of excellence as I continue to grow in Christ, grow in integrity. But another mentor I got said, Mo, the power that you bring in, she said, they call you Big Mo because you bring a message of empowerment. Message and I, realized, of empowerment. I was like, I'm not just bringing that message. Mo is who I am, not only what I do. So I bring yes. the message of empowerment because I am a message of empowerment. I, I believe in the power of words. And That's it. Yeah, speaking life, dog. And, and, and words got real power, man, like this. You know, the word says it, man. There's, there's power in that tongue, man. Right. You know, and, and when it's equipped and being used the right way for the right reason, for the right purpose, for the right so, why, come on, bro. So man, I, I, tell I, you. I believe that, you know, and I'm, I'm real big on identity. identity. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I believe that 99% of the decisions that we make in life is based on who we believe we are. When we're not just when we look in that mirror, but what, how we see ourselves up here in our mindset, that battlefield of the mind. So do you see yourself as a grasshopper or do you see yourself as a stone cold giant killer that we're well able to take the lean? How do mm. you see yourself? Come on, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, that's, that's mic drop right there, bro. Hey, what, what, what high school you go to, Big Mo? What high school so, you go to in Louisville? But I didn't get a chance to go to high school in Louisville. It was okay. I, I left. Uh, I was at Mazik my eighth grade year. Okay. And, and then I left. Got in trouble for fighting at Mazik. I had to get uh, sent to over to Highland Miller. And then after Highland, I ended up moving to uh, New Albany, Indiana, and went to Scribner and Howard uh, 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 Middle School. And then my granny got sick in Tennessee, so my mom moved back to. Back to Tennessee. Uh, okay, I ended up going to high school in Knoxville. So you are you are you a Cardinal and a and a and a Vol? So I'm a Cardinal and a Vol fan. I'll be honest. I'm a Cardinal and a Vol fan. I ain't never like people who rep so many uh, areas and teams that they don't know nothing about that they ain't never been there before. I'm a diehard Florida State fan. Right. You ain't never been to Florida. Yeah, you never been there. That's right. <laughs> I feel you. That's crazy. Now I'm with you on that, bro. I, I just ain't, I ain't figured that out yet. For the listeners out there, me, me and Mo, we met a couple weeks ago here in Atlanta, down in Hapeville, at the at the legendary Ford Theater, at the Mud Men Under Divine Dominion, a He-Man conference, uh, with the great brother Dr. Oliver T. Reed. And uh it was just so amazing just to give you, you know, a little understanding, a little backdrop. You know, it was during one of the intercessions. And, you know, food land out, you know, some vendors and everybody's just kind of just mingling around. And uh, shout out to the great brother Emilio up in Jersey. Good old Emilio. We got to talking and, and you know, I told him I was a Marine. And he's like, man, I'm a Marine. And I'm like, oh, okay, Rob, don't talk. Bye, bye, bye. You know, we popped it off. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, he's like, man, wow, there's a bunch of Marines up in here he just start pointing at cats he a marine he's a marine he's a marine next thing you know we all come together 
we take a good photo together as brothers. And man, then from there, we just started chopping, man. And I got, you know, the, the amazing opportunity to sit down with Mo for a little bit. Once we got to chopping, you know, that Louisville connection, man, it, you know, God was already in the midst, but, but even further, God began to rebuild and show that, man, you know, where my peoples are, I will be. And again, and here we are tonight, not even, not even two weeks later, we here still in the goodness of God. And man, I, I have to say to you, Mo, tonight, man, I love you, bro. Like, hey, I love you. So I love you on the serious tip of just knowing that, hey, man, you are, you are a deeper level of brother for me. You stood on those footprints. And man, please, if you don't mind, man, just enlighten us a little bit about that journey in terms of how you ended up being a Marine and some of that journey that, man, you wish to share with us tonight, bro. So that journey actually began, uh, I, I started wrestling and I ended up going to college on a wrestling scholarship. So I'm, I'm in South Carolina on a wrestling scholarship at this school called Anderson College. It was a Christian college, maybe like okay. 15 minutes away from Clemson. And uh, yeah. I'm walking to work trying to make me some money for college. And a Marine recruiter rolled down the street. Now, my job was like maybe five miles away at least. I'm walking, though, because I'm like, I'm in shape. I'm an athlete, this and that. And the dude pulled over to the side. And I was in my book, too, right? He pulled over to the side. He said, hey, boss man, where you going? I'm like, I'm going to work. He said, you want to ride? And I'm thinking, I don't really feel like walking, but uh, I, don't, I don't know this dude. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm swole. If he tried anything, I can take this dude. So right. I jump in the car. He asked me questions. You know that good old question. So what you doing in your life? I said, man, I'm going to school, working. He says, so what you plan on doing after college? Well, I'm like, I'm going to graduate college, get this good job, yada, yada, yada. He said, well, you know what? Uh, just because you graduate college don't mean you're going to get a good job. I'm like, mm -hmm. like a dog. Like, I said, what this cat talking about? I was like, hey, he ain't talking about nothing. He said, man, for real, though, there's no guarantees. He said, well, here's my card. He said, you ever thought about going to the military? I was like, nah. He said, you know, we got an all-Marine wrestling team. And I was like, mm. yeah, it, it, it sounds good, but I was like, yeah, I hear you. Now I ain't trying to do no military. He said, well, I guarantee you, when you get back home, all them cats that you used to hang with, Gonna be doing the same thing. Ain't nothing gonna change. That's I'm right. Like, I, I ain't really feeling them, but you know, it's still seeping in. He done planted a seed. I go home that summer. I'm sitting on the block. I'm looking around. I'm looking around, seeing cats, man. Like they on the treadmill. Mm. I call this cat real quick, bruh. Get me a pelly. Yeah, it's time to go. I wanna do something with my life. Yeah, I wanna do something with my life. Next thing I know. Bam, I'm on the yellow footprints, bro. July, July 26, 1997. Yeah, bro. And and it was rough in, in the service because I had never been away from the silence, away from home. I was always right. doing what I wanted to do. And I even right. got to the point where I told my drill instructors, I said, look, I said, y'all what? If I can't get a phone call, I'm killing somebody tonight. Indeed. I was I was serious, bro. I was like, I'm choking somebody out. I was gonna give them at the time. Now I say if somebody mess, mess with me or piss me off with how you, I'm gonna give them a Holy Ghost headlock. Which I mean I can choke you out and pray for you at the same time. Back then yeah. I wasn't thinking like that. Yeah, I'm choking you out for real. Yeah, dog. So that's how I ended up on the yellow footprints, man. And then one thing led to another. I ended up playing football in the Marine Corps. 
uh, playing middle linebacker. And then wow. my, my career abruptly ended. So where, where were you at, Big Mo? You, where where so, were you stationed at? So I, I um, went to Paris Island, of course, in uh, South Carolina. Right. Then right. they sent me to uh, to, Camp, to Camp Geiger, of course. That's right. SOI. Then from SOI, they sent me to Fort Lost in the Woods, Fort Littlewood, Missouri, for yeah. MOS training and Motor T. Then they That's sent right. me right back to Camp Geiger for where I was stationed at. But I did a lot right. of work uh, driving the trucks back and forth to Camp Lejeune and Camp Geiger. Right. Was you uh, So when you got out of MOS school and you came back, was you a PFC last school? Yeah, I was. So I was a PFC. Um, uh, I was a PFC because uh, I had just a little bit of, little bit of schooling. So you right, know, right, right, right. But it took That's me a long time to become a corporate because I, mean, I used to fight in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> love fighting, bro. Right. You know, I can remember one time a guy had pissed me off, and we was we was in the motor pool, and I grabbed the pool stick. I was about to crack his dude outside. I didn't care, man. I was young, dumb. Right, right, I was right. Down and somebody caught the pool stick. But so yeah. it took me a long time to get um, promoted. Plus, I was like, at the time, maybe 2%, 3% body fat. And my, wow. My, I've always had like big arms since I was in sixth grade. Right. And because of my arm size, I couldn't reach the, the uh, measurements. To, to get promoted, so I was still considered overweight, even though I couldn't lose my arm. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I know, I know the feeling on that, bro. And it, and it, and it, and that's for a lot of brothers, man. I mean, just the genetic makeup, man, is different for some brothers. But I, I was saying, were you a PFC based on? I know when you came back from Linwood and you got back to Geiger, you know, you 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 seeing all them cats come out of boot camp. You know what I'm saying? Still wet behind the ears, and you. You had already established some, some seniority. Uh, man, I, I know that's a special time, man. So, Camp Geiger, you there. Uh, you playing football. Was you wrestling, too? Or you was just I playing football? I didn't get a chance to uh, try out for the team uh, because of so much stuff that was going on. But, yeah, I yeah. was playing middle linebacker uh, wow. for Geiger. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. Man, I'll tell you uh, – Marine Corps football was real back then, too. 97, 98, hey, I think about that kind of Mike Anderson, man, that went on to play for the Denver Broncos. I know he was out on the West Coast playing for um, uh, uh, Camp Pogus. He was on the Pogus football squad. And, the, and to see that cat, you know, in the NFL, you know, playing with pace. I mean, you know, like I said, man, I, I just, I know – you know, for 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 those out there checking us out, man, it's just, man, I, I love the fact, man, that you know you you took that journey, man. You you took that journey, bro. You you had the courage, and and that marine recruiter, he knew when he seen you. Like I said, man, this dude yoked up. You know, looked like he, you know, he he about that. He knew what he was getting, and and for you to make that move, man, I think that's very important. And you, you know the saying, man, once a Marine, always a Marine, right. man. You know, so, and I've always been a, a, a leader. So, yeah. Even, yeah, whether it was leading you the wrong way or the bad way, I've always been a leader, man, just a natural. And nothing yeah. to brag about, but that's who God made me. Yeah. And so. That's it. Um, what, what, does, what does leadership mean to you, bro? From, from that time back then till the day and, and, and the things that I'm, you know, sure we'll get into here in a second, but. What have you learned leadership-wise, man? Like, 
what what's being a leader to you, bro? So the biggest thing that stands out to me when it comes to leadership is one word: it's influence. Mm. It's influence, and we all so you no know, whether we want to be leaders or not. Somewhere in life, especially as men, we are leaders, whether we call to be it. There's somebody that's looking up to it, whether it's a little brother, little sister, our children, our wives, somebody yeah. to be led by us. So the decisions that we make in life can affect other people that's just watching us. That's right. That's right. That's that's it. I said, say less, man. I mean, I, I, I do a lot of studying on the leadership tip, man. And obviously, you know, both of us Marines, man, like that, that's, that's the epitome of being a Marine is, is, is leadership. Man. And, you know, from, from, from the moment we got on those footprints, big mo to whether we did 30 years, whether we did four, whether we did 12, whether we did 20, a hey, you led a hundred percent, bro. Like working parties and, and, and fire watch and, and standing yeah. duty, you led, you know, there, there's no if ands buts about that. And, but what I, what I tend to see though, big mo is, some people, they want to put all this extra minutia is what I call it on leadership, bro. And you just said it, man, for anybody out there that missed it, my brother just said it, man, it's influence. And, and, and sometimes, yo, pe people, they, they don't understand that concept that dog is influence. Can you influence the next person to go from A to B? Sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it's negative. But but influence is influence. And that's why I say coming up till now, brother, you know, because how old are you, Big Mo? How old are you today? I'm 47. I'm um, 47. Yeah. And see, I got a mentor that says my mentor is big on leadership and, and mentoring men. So now my biggest thing is going after men. Uh, he says all the time, your past, because we all got a past, your past explains you, but it doesn't sure. excuse you. Ooh, See, a lot of people talk man. about generational curses and stuff, but me, I personally believe it's not just a generational curse, it's a generational choice. And we yes. talk, about, talk about men, me, some people think because I'm 18, because I'm 21, because I got a beard or a mustache, that makes me a man. And nah. so what my mentor has taught me, it doesn't make you a man because of your age or the hair on your face. It That's makes right. you a man to go through life circumstances and then reach back and teach another man how to do the same thing. That's it, dog. That's influence. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's real influence right there. And, and, and it's no excuse at the end of the day. You know, my, 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 my grandmother used to always say big more and, and rest in power to, to, to granny. She would always say, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you're responsible for you. You know, she taught us that as, as that young age, man, and that carried throughout many of these years. I'm 47 too, big more. And I always hear that little voice back in my ear. You are responsible for you. You know, your actions are your actions. Your choices are your choices. You know, and, and, and again, you and I both can sit here as men. We haven't always made the right choice. Right. We haven't always said the right things. Uh, we haven't look. always, you know, led by example. So you know, you know this, it's like, boy, blessings, man. We keep it 100. You know, my brother, Big Mo, he got a book out there, man. What's what's the name of your book, man? Well, give us a little so, bit of background. So the name of my book, book is called The Shift, The Moment My Life Was Flipped. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. If you just say, you Google, Google The Shift by Mo Thomas, it'll pop up. It's a yellow and black book. Pretty much it talks about um, me. Uh, it initially talked about the car wreck that I was in in the introduction. Then it mm. goes on to talk about the, all the mistakes I was making because I lost my identity in Christ. And so right. I tell people all the time, I may, even when I got married, 
because I wasn't totally <clears throat> I made a lot of decisions even in my marriage because I didn't understand my identity in Christ. But at the same time, me and my wife is still together because Come she on, understood man. her identity in him. It's That's true. right. Are we still together? Because I got a strong, strong black woman that's, that loves the Lord. Yes, sir. And Bro, you me and watched me in the word of God, even when I was making my mistakes, even when I was doing my, my dirt. God told, God told me when we got married, he said, he said, son, your wife right now is the closest thing you got to the Holy Spirit in your household. And I'm like, okay, God, you got to explain it to me. He said, first of all, I'm God. I do everything on purpose and intentional. He said, mm. so when I named your wife, help me, I named her help. The same thing I named the Holy Spirit. He Come said, that you can't, you can't receive it right there. When in the beginning in Genesis, when I presented Eve to Adam, I presented her as a gift. Again, right. gift, the same thing I called the Holy Spirit. He That's said, right. so some of the conversations that you was having outside of your marriage, some of the things you was doing, your wife knew about it. She just waited on you to come to her, be open and honest so she can love you through it. He said, doesn't that sound just like me? I know everything about you. Come on, bro. You come to me so that I can love you through it. He said, so from this point on, when you have a conversation with your wife, imagine, how would you talk to the Holy Spirit? Come on, let's go. Hey, 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 man. Hey, again, slight ball blessings. Here with my brother, Big Mo. Maurice Thomas, man, and, and hey, bro, I have looked my wife in the face, Big Mo, in 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 stumble moments, bro, and I've told her, babe, when I look at you, I see God, I see God when I look at you. You know, we heard it coming up in the church, Big Mo. You know, love, love, love thy wife as the Lord loves the church. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I and I've looked at it literally. Tears streaming, like babe. When I I, I I see God when I look at you, you know, and and like you said, man, you said something very key for the individuals out there uh, dialed in, for the men especially, for the young men especially. Hey, Amen. Uh, he said something very profound, and and the key word in that is is empathy. He showed empathy. My brother just explained it. Rewind this back, man. Click the button. Take it back to what my brother just said. Even in times where he wasn't doing right, times that that he didn't know how to come straight forward, you know, she stood firm on that rock solid ground. And when he got back in alignment with the Lord through that Holy Spirit, come on, man. And we sitting here testifying it right now in this moment. You you mentioned something else too, Big Mo. You you said something about a car wreck, bro. King, what's up with that, man? You, you said something about a car wreck or something? Yeah, so I, I grew up, of course, in Louisville, Kentucky. Everybody knows uh, I'm from I'm from the Ville. No doubt. All, all my uncles, my brother that I looked up to, and my daddy, everybody, every man in my life that I looked up to found their identity in women. Mm. So I said to myself, I would never do anything like that. But because that seed was planted when I got older, when I when I came out of my shyness, now I'm in the military, I'm making money, I got cars, I got women, and now I end up with two women pregnant at the same time. Let's go. Let's go. The seed decides to, to harvest itself. Yeah. Then I get into a place where uh I'm I'm running through running through women, man. Ain't nothing. Yeah. About, but I was I wasn't looking for quality, I was looking at quantity. You no know, doubt. Just, I, I brag to the friends like 
I'm doing this. So then eventually my mom knew a church that she was connected to in North Carolina. She said, baby, just visit this church. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, ain't really, I ain't really trying to hear nothing about that church stuff now. I'm grown doing my thing. Yeah. See, I got into a place where I called my mom on the phone one day crying. Mm. I said, mom, I got everything. I got the women. I got the cars. I got money. I said, but I ain't happy. I said, Come on, man. And she said, baby, just do me a favor. Just go visit this church. Yes. I get to this church. So I feel the love in the church. Now I'm trying to be in the church. But at the same time, I'm in church. But church ain't in me. Come on now. Let's go. So, so now I'm still trying to holler at the females in church. The only yeah. difference between the church and the club is the lights is on. That's it. <laughs> so I, I, I was keeping it 100. Keeping it but which. I'm, 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 I'm speaking game like uh, using scripture. Like, you know, baby, we, I think we, I see us doing real ministry together. You know, I call those things that be not as though they are. And I see us together doing powerful ministry and different stuff I was seeing. And, and uh, looking like an idiot, man, trying to, trying to manipulate the word of God. Yeah, man. We got to one point where I really got tired. And it's a whole nother story, but I got down on my knees at church one night on the altar. And I looked back over my life and I was like, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I really don't want to do this anymore. I was mm. actually in a skit and it was to the other people. It actually was, it's all in the book. It was actually entertainment, but to other people. But for me, I was really giving my life back to the Lord. Yeah, and bro. Two days later, I'm in a head on collision carpet. <clears throat> See, I tell people all the time, the devil should have killed me when he had me. Come on now, let's go. Now I'm going to spend the rest of my life making him regret he allowed me to live. So, bro, I'm now I'm laying, in this, laying in this hospital bed. Uh, I'm having to learn how to walk again, having to learn how to talk again. I went through 20 surgeries. A rod is in my arm, a rod is in my leg, a trach that was in my neck for five years, and mm. even my eyeball was knocked out of the socket. It was pushed down on the inside of my cheek. Just Let's hanging go. By, by a nerve. And even the doctors couldn't explain how come it didn't just fall off. And so uh, the thing is, it was just hanging until they could put it back in place. The thing Man. is, sometimes we go through things in life and we could just hang on until God yeah. put it back in place. That unchanging hand, bro. And, and, and my mom, bless her heart, she quit her job. May she rest in peace. She quit her job rest in Tennessee. Peace and moved into the hospital with me in North Carolina so that the doctors and nurses didn't have to do a thing. Mm. And then because of all the scars I developed on my face, my, my mom kept me away from a mirror to keep me from having any kind of setbacks. Right, right, right. So she, all she's doing is speaking life into me, speaking life into me. Eventually I get back on my feet and I was in the hospital almost a year off and on. Yeah. Eventually I get back on my feet and God started talking to me. He said, son, he said, you was gun ho for me as long as you was laying in the hospital bed. Mm. Now, now, you would think with, with, what I went through, you would think I'm going to draw closer and closer to the Lord. And so now I'm having a conversation with God. I said, God, I said, God, I, I see a mess. And he said, no, son, I see ministry. Come I, on said, now. I said, well, God, uh, uh, I'm miserable. He said, no, son, I see a miracle. Yes, sir. At the moment, I didn't believe I didn't receive, so my knucklehead monkey self 
turned around, went back to the streets. Yeah, that's how I be, though. Chasing a bunch of skirts, trying to prove I could outlive my scars. Right. And this went on for Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Big Mo. <laughs> hold up, Big Mo. Hold up. <laughs> trying to prove to myself that I can outlive my scars. What? Go deeper, bro. I need you to go deep on that. What What do you mean by that, bro? So, I, like I said, I was, quote, unquote, a ladies' man beforehand. Okay. So I was trying to prove to myself that uh, that that it was how I seen myself, really. Mm. Everybody that I talked to loved my personality. They loved the way I handled <clears> myself. <throat> they loved my conversation. They loved me as a person. Yeah. I didn't love me. <clears throat> because I didn't see me as God seen me. Right. Come on, bro. So my identity was caught up in in the number of women that I could so-called get, trying to, again, prove I'm more than my scars. I'm more than what I went through. One lady told me one time, she said, she's like part of my best friend. My, my wife is my best friend, but we was real, real cool back in the day. She said, Maurice, she said, I just want to tell you something. She said, as a friend, I love you, bro. She said, but you survived some things. You went through some things. But yet, on a daily basis, you try to prove that you can survive. You try to prove that you can do what you've already done. Oh man, <laughs> like, that's, hey, that's 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 some wisdom right there, bro. Ooh. And so, even though I'm trying to get out of what I'm doing, not one year go by, or two years, or even ten years, but fourteen years go by when I'm still doing this foolishness. And I connect with the woman that's my wife today. I started praying, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Again, I don't went to God a number of times. And sometimes yes. when we pray to God and we ask him to get us out of the situation and we say, God, I'm not going to do this anymore. A conversation really should be, God, I'm not going to do this anymore for a while. But I'm going to return back to this, this, this vomit. I'm going to return back to this vomit. I, I get married because I started praying for a godly woman. Yeah. Lord knows I was praying for a godly woman that can, but I thought getting married would change the way I, I acted. Mm. And in that process, uh, nah. it did because nah. everything I prayed for, I got, but it didn't look like what I thought it should look like. That's right. Because I was so used to messing with so many scaly ways, I didn't understand what a true woman, a, a true woman of God looked like. Come on, bro. Somebody that stayed on her face reposition herself on her face and all she wanted from me was my relationship with God to grow. Yeah. To this day, all she wants from me is my relationship with God to grow. Relationship so Mary, she was up here spiritually and I was down here. She yes, bro. down and pulled me up. Not only pulled me up so I could be on a certain level where, but pushed me up until I was in a position of to do what? To lead. That's it. Leading don't mean that I got to know every scripture in the Bible. But obey the ones that I know. Come on, bro. Say that one more time, bro. <laughs> one more time. Le leading my wife spiritually doesn't mean that I have to be a Bible scholar, that I have to know every scripture. Leading just means that I obey the scriptures that I do know and be Come consistent. On, Come on, bro. And be consistent. I mean, because the truth about it is, we and we've all heard this before. We we born looking like our parents, but we yeah. all know that we die. Looking like our decisions that we make. That's it. Um, uh, I, me making mistake after mistake, and I finally ran into a mentor that let me know, bruh, 
I don't care how good you think you are. A good man can never be a great man until he connects with a God-fearing man. That's this it. is what we call discipleship. That's it. And the, the, the rest is history. Uh, hey, man, listen, bro. Again, I said it earlier, and I'll say it again, bro. I love you, man. Bro, and, you. And, and, and the light bulb lessons. Uh, it, bro, this is one of them, I, you know, I'm trying to think of some some music, man, that I, I just uh, probably that Nas, Illmatic, uh, uh, the old Eric B and Rakim. I listen to them albums over and over and over. This this episode is one of them, bro. This is one of them. Hey, you you go back and you listen over and over and over. You riding in the whip, man. You listen over and over because you've given so many light bulb lessons, so many jewels compacted in this small space. And man, I, I'm I'm so grateful for you, bro. This again, bro. It, it is the one of many. We don't even need to keep belaboring it, bro. We we're gonna let them. We're gonna let them ice on that, Big Mo. They gotta ice on the things that's been said tonight. Oh man, bro. Like uh, God is in the midst, man. And I I I love you. I appreciate you, man. Right. It's um, so much stuff that the Lord's like. Even with when I had the 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 wreck, I. I that's a whole other sermon, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, believe me, bro. Hey, we 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 will be back. It's it's yeah. part one. They too we got to go to part ten. We we're taking the part <laughs> ten. Uh, this is part one. Uh, but but with that being said, hey, uh, any parting words that you got before we close this build session out? Any parting words for the brothers out there struggling, you know, that might need some help, need some guidance from you, bro? Any parting words? So, so my biggest quote, and I tell people this all the time, every day, it does not matter how dark your situation is. It doesn't matter how gloomy your situation is. Truly, as long as you believe, there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. And why do I say that? Because Christ lives in me. He is the light. So I'm that light at the end of the tunnel. So again, it doesn't matter how dark your situation gets. Just believe. Believe. Just believe. It. Just believe, bro. And that we will continue to do. Hey, we thank you all for checking us out. Hey, man, listen, subscribe. You know, click the button. We, we're not playing and all of that good stuff. But hey, again, man, listen. Uh, this this is the flavor that we bring. Straight organic conversation, straight 100, two brothers, two Marines, sharing our story, giving back that goodness of God in the best way that we know how. Uh, and with that, you know, again, keep leading out there, as my good brother said. We thank you all. Man, we 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 pray for you all, your family, the decisions that you you're you know having to face on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a wicked world out there. And there's, and there's a lot that out there that you can be tuned into, but you took the time to be tuned in with me and my brother Big Mo tonight. Shout out to all the peoples that we know. You've heard some of these key words, mentor, a being in alignment, you know, giving giving your your truest of yourself, that empathy, and man, just just moving in the right direction and moving in God's speed. That's how we rock. Man, with that, we like to say peace to you all. And uh, episode two, hey, it's coming. 100, man. We love y'all out there. Love your family. Peace. Peace.